was going to take place only in the imagination. Eventually, the players filtered into the stadium, as did a few fans. Several men milled about on the edge of the playing field, and the FIFA operatives took particular notice of them. They recognized the men, one from an Emirati promotional company, another from a similar firm in Egypt. They had helped arrange the match, though they were ultimately incidental to FIFA's investigation. Instead, FIFA was interested in the architects of this fix, a notorious group from Singapore, which operated unchecked in dozens of countries across the world. The FIFA investigators noticed two known Singaporean fixers enter the stadium and take seats in the VIP stands. The match was set to begin. The Sharjah fix had originated in the mind of the most prolific match fixer in the world, a man of mysterious movements who had manipulated hundreds of matches in more than 60 countries, making untold sums for the syndicate in Asia. But the syndicate had betrayed him. Police had discovered details of the Sharjah fix, sketched on a piece of paper, lying on his hotel room bed, in a Finnish town along the Arctic Circle. This information had led FIFA's investigators to Sharjah. They planned at halftime to barge in unannounced to the locker rooms of the players and officials, threatening suspension or prosecution unless the second half was contested honestly. But although the two FIFA men had attempted to contact officials from the UAE Football Association, their calls and emails had gone unreturned. For now, they were relegated to the stands, without the proper credential, to visit other areas of the stadium. They speculated that the UAE soccer officials may have knowledge of the upcoming fix, plenty of national soccer federations around the world had gone into the lucrative business of fixing with the Singapore syndicate itself. The purpose of match-fixing was betting fraud. Fixers compromised players, directing them to allow the other team to score. Fixers bribed referees to hand out red cards and penalty kicks, thus influencing the outcomes of matches. The syndicate placed bets based on the timing of these planned events. The fixers defrauded both the bookmaker was always one step behind them, and the fan, who believed that what he was watching was real. There was also the player often coerced into participating. When play began between Kuwait and Jordan, activity on the international betting market revealed that the fix was in. At some point in the 1990s, Joseph Sepp Blatter, the president of FIFA, began characterizing the numerous soccer players and administrators around the world, collectively in his public comments, as the football family. FIFA, headquartered in Zurich, is the organization that is responsible for staging the World Cup every four years. Among the patchwork of federations and confederations that control and administer soccer, FIFA carries the most weight. It is the organization that most soccer people petition in order to solve a dispute or to dispense a handout. But FIFA is hardly the guardian of goodwill that Blatter's benevolent terminology suggests. FIFA is registered in Switzerland as a charity, yet it does not operate as a traditional non-profit organization, with its income of $1 billion per year and its multifarious corporate sponsorship deals and TV contracts. Nor does FIFA behave like a modern business, with standard corporate checks and balances, Instead, it resides somewhere in the imprecise middle, and for some of its top executives, this is just fine, ambiguity being the facilitator of exploitation.
In the last decade, the imprecise way that global soccer is administered has exposed it to crisis. Match-fixing has overtaken the sport. It is not the fault of FIFA that international organized crime has targeted soccer. But considering the criminal nature of match-fixing, Blatter's words have assumed a new meaning. This is soccer's modern family. Operation Last Bet rocked the Italian Football Federation, as 15 clubs and 24 players, coaches and refs, and officials were implicated in match-fixing. Turkish police arrested nearly 100 players, while the Turkish Football Federation excluded its club, Fenerbahce, from the UEFA Champions League, questioning how the team managed to win 18 of its last 19 games to take the domestic title. The Zimbabwe Football Association banned 80 players from its national team selection based on suspicion of match.